It's that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know Will you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend But you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up This that lunchroom chatter podcast Will you lay up and think about being a porn star But you can't because you come too quick So you gotta eat the pussy for 95 minutes Mmm, that kind of shit This that lunchroom chatter podcast Will you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat But you can't because you live with your mama And she busts in the room and says, Bitch, get the fuck up Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit Where you can be yourself Where you can relax Where you could Put yourself into the mind of another nigga So stay tuned Let's get this shit poppin' Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, baby Woo! What's up? How the fuck y'all doing, man? We back Now I know some of you guys may see Wait, episode 75? What happened to 74? Episode 74 is live on Patreon You guys can follow the Patreon page Follow my IG at Lunchroom Chatterpod Click the link And episode 74 is on Patreon You know, last week um, I didn't feel like recording on here So I figured, you know what? I'll release a special episode Now, in that episode I interviewed my good friend Tina You know, she is black and Asian And we spoke about the Black Lives Matter movement, everything that is going on now in the Asian community. We also spoke about her past in regards to her being in a relationship that was abusive and the steps she took to remove herself from that situation. We also spoke about being thick versus overweight because I feel like a lot of people, especially women, they classify themselves as being thick when sometimes you are overweight. Now, this is not me hating women. This is me caring enough about women to let you know, look, some of you motherfuckers think you thick. Like, you could be healthy thick. And now, again, you can be slim and not be healthy. But what I have been seeing is a lot of women are overweight and they they classify themselves as thick. No. Sometimes what you are doing is cutting 20 to 30 years out of your life. And someone telling you, look, you're getting bigger You need to lose weight. Look, don't take it as a diss or as an insult because sometimes what you need is that tough love. And I'm that kind of person. I'm not going, you know, bullshit you and let you make bad decisions just for the sake of seeing you happy right now because I think about the future. I want all you motherfuckers out there to be happy long term and just love yourself. But again, episode 74 is on Patreon. I spend so much time in this podcast, you know, Thinking of new creative ways to, to Just to do shit in general So I gotta lock some shit behind the paywall Because I, I invest so much time Effort My own money Into this podcast man I got a bonus episode dropping soon on um Patreon I'm, I'm speaking about STDs um, I have one of my one of my good friends Jordy who, who I have been trying to get on the podcast for For so long She has finally said You know what I'm going to do the podcast. Now, I've been giving her advice for about seven to eight years about relationships, about finding love. And sometimes she listens and sometimes she doesn't. But she is still single because the men she, sadly, the men she, you know, has met over the years has turned out to be some dirty, trifling motherfuckers, man. So, again, you guys follow the Patreon page. Be going... We gonna talk some real shit on there I can be blunt I can show y'all shit I can show y'all pictures 
And I don't gotta get banned man Because if I sh- if I show y'all some shit on Instagram The motherfuckers gonna block me man But whoo It's a lot to get to this week man And um In Texas There was a single mom And son Mistakenly evicted in Dallas Management They meant to evict The occupants of Apartment 1712 But they ended up Throwing the shit out In apartment 1721 Lamar Odom's ex Is facing eviction She wants the more Child support Lamar Odom has replied We gonna get to that shit And much much more But um Well I'm back So we gonna start this um Podcast off man I know some of you Motherfuckers out there Still think I hate black women I don't I love y'all but sometimes what men and women need is tough love. Now, I'm not going to come on here. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not going to come on here and say what I think you guys want to hear. I'm going to speak my truth. I'm going to be myself because that is the only way I make it through every fucking day. So I'm going to play a song by my guy Price featuring the talented Algie Smith. He's also an actor. This song is called Protected Black Woman. I love you guys, man. This is my guy Price. Featuring Algie Smith, protected. So you don't feel protected by the black man? Uh, feel like some are lacking too much to attach. I got your back then. Yeah, I got your back then. You don't feel protected by the black man? Mm. When you feeling attacked, you need somebody to latch. I got your back then. Yeah, I got your back then. Uh, yeah, I guess the plan worked. They put crack in the homes that took the black fathers out to a darker route. It all became a cancer. Left mama broke with no money in her damn purse. She raised daughters who was raped by their uncles. They kept a secret hidden for years and it hunt them. Skin darker, feeling like nobody want them. Uh, give them your body and he left you in the morning. Yeah, I'm understanding why you're not feeling protected. In society, you really accepted at work. You get rejected when you date, you feel neglected. But in the black queen, where black men are invested, but they take action. Less words, less caption. I'm thinking less reacting and more relaxing. You know, listening to your passion. I guess that's why I'm at. So you don't feel protected by the black man. Uh, feel like some are lacking too much to attach. I got your back then. Yeah, I got your back then. You don't feel protected by the black man. When you feeling attacked, you need somebody to latch. I got your back then. Yeah, I got your back then. Uh, yeah. So you don't need someone that's gon' shower you with gifts. You just want someone that ain't gon' overpower you. Make some time out they day, spend about an hour or two. Now run off on you when it's deep, that's what a coward do. Y'all gotta learn to put them boys to the curb. When you really wanna feel safe and your voice to be heard. When you only see so much, it's hard knowing your worth. When nobody showed a way to start. Everybody wanna play it smart. Heard people out here breaking hearts. I ain't rapping, trying to play the part. I'm just beating life to replace the dark. Right is the only way to play these cards. Our ancestors wasn't about patriarch. Yeah, they hit the studio to make the charts. Uh, I hit the studio to make a mark. But when it comes to our women, I gotta set the bar. Set the bar. Got so you don't feel protected by the black man. Uh, feel like some are lacking too much to attach. I got your back then. Yeah, I got your back then. You don't feel protected by the black man. When you feeling attacked, you need somebody to latch. I got your back then. Yeah, I got your back then. Uh, yeah. That shit is a vibe, man. That's my guy Price featuring Algie Smith. That is protected. That is off his new project, Foles. 
This motherfucker nice. Let me let this shit ride out. Mmm. I'm telling you, man, ladies, I love you guys, man. I'm here for you. I'm here for you, motherfuckers, man. <laughs> Think I hate y'all. Get the fuck out of here, man. Let's clap it up for my guy Price, man. Featuring Algie Smith protected. Now, someone who was not protected was um matter of fact, let me play you guys the news clip. Like I said, this happened in Texas. There was a mom, a single mom, and her son. She returned home. She works at a Walmart. She returned home to find all of her belongings in the fucking trash. I don't think you motherfuckers heard me, man. Like, what more? Do you- what more do you want from me? <laughs> she returned home to find all of her belongings in the garbage can. Everything, including her medicine, her medication for PTSD and anxiety, her kids' teddy bears, her kids' toys. Everything was in the fucking trash. Oh, my God. But let me, let me play you guys the news clip. This is from WFAA Dallas. I really didn't think that it were it was any good people left. Briani Bonner is overwhelmed and feeling so grateful for everyone who has been helping her and her four-year-old son through this incredibly challenging time after she says she was wrongfully evicted. All of their belongings thrown in the trash. Teddy bears. And then what happened to them? Dumpster. For the first time. I have my TV here. We went into her empty apartment. In here, that was just my bed here, and then I had a few buckets of clothes. Taking you back to Wednesday, we first told you about the 24-year-old story. She's a single mother and tells us she suffers from PTSD and anxiety. Bonner works at a local Walmart to support her son, Azai. On Saturday morning, when she got home at Riviera Apartments on Adelia Road in Dallas, Bonner saw the maintenance man. And tells us that um, I, had, I was going to be arrested. He was going to call the police because I, I wasn't supposed to be trying to enter my apartment because... I was evicted. Bonner tells us the management made a mistake. She told us that they meant to evict 1712, but they evicted 1721. After several phone calls to corporate and the property manager, Bonner tells us she received a phone call from the property manager stating they want to hold a meeting with her in the morning. She offered me a $200 Visa debit card, but I told her that that wouldn't be enough. Finally, on Thursday, a late afternoon, a spokesperson responded, quote, we want to offer our sincere apologies for the way the situation was addressed. That's some fucking bullshit. Fuck this apology. We're attempting to contact Miss Bonner to discuss how we can fairly compensate her and her son. Despite an apology, mm. Bonner says she's focused on her son and getting their lives back to normal. Some fucking bullshit. In Dallas, I'm Molly Basu. Oh, matter of fact, let me boo these motherfuckers before I get into what the, what the fuck I got to say. That's some bullshit. Now, to start off, like I hate when apartment complexes throw people shit in the trash. I feel like that is the most spiteful thing you could fucking do. To throw somebody's life belongings, their prized possessions, and throw it in the fucking garbage, that is out of spite. That goes back to relationships. Like when someone is being cheated on and they find out and... You know, the couple has been living together. So the person who discovers the cheating throws the other person's shit in the fucking trash. I think that's fucking wrong. And I think that because, yes, someone may have done you wrong. Yes, someone might not have paid you rent at the time you expected the rent. 
but you should still give them the opportunity, the time to get their shit. Because going back to the apartment situation, like if you evict this woman, like say for example, it was her who had not paid rent. Like if you evict somebody, you are not moving somebody in the next day. So give them time to get their shit. But to, to go in somebody's apartment, take all of their life belongings, knowing, okay, this might not be the best neighborhood. So clearly the people living here are not at the top tier in regards to financial stability. So to take the, the belongings they do have and throw that shit in the fucking trash, that is inhumane. Let's call it what the fuck it is. To throw somebody's lifelong possessions in the fucking trash. They put all of her valuables, her electronics by the fucking dumpster. Now, some of the shit was stolen. That's some bullshit. She had a four-year-old son. They threw the fucking child's teddy bears, his toys, everything in the fucking dumpster. And then you're going to have the nerve to come tell me, you know what? In the morning, let's have a meeting. And you offer me a $200 gift card? No, fuck you. That's some bullshit. That's bullshit. And I'm getting mad speaking about that shit because... My mom was a single mother. She had three kids. And I just pictured like what the fuck, like what if that had happened to her? Now, thankfully, this woman started to go fund me. And I'm pretty sure, you know, with the GoFundMe, she's going to get back 10 times what her items, what her items were worth. But had that been my mom, we didn't have GoFundMe back then. So had this shit happened when I was growing up, you asked out. We don't have all these 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 money raising sites, cash apps, GoFundMe. You know, we we didn't have this shit back then. So thank God that this situation turned out to be a blessing in disguise. But baby girl, get you a lawyer and sue the shit out them motherfuckers. That's some bullshit. You mean to tell me grown ass adults don't know which fucking apartment? I understand it's close. 1912, 1921, but that's bullshit. To have the wrong fucking door and throw somebody's whole lifelong possessions in the fucking trash. Sorry for the screeching, man, but my fucking headphones fell. I'm I'm fucking mad right now, bro. Let's boo these motherfuckers one more time. Baby girl, get you a lawyer. Sue the motherfuckers for everything they fucking worth, man. But speaking about some shit, um, this morning on um Instagram, I posted a story. You play you guys what I said. This was in regards to something that happened about three or four years ago when I had a female friend. I believe she meant to put, matter of fact, let me just play you guys what, what the fuck I said. Hold on, let me find this shit. I can't find this shit. Here we go. I'm down to the DM made me realize something from a couple years back. Now, y'all in the line where he say, Snapchat me that pussy if it's cool. Now, a couple years back, maybe three or four years on Snapchat, there was a college friend I followed on Snapchat. She was a woman. And I think she meant to send her pussy and her titties to a guy, but she mistakenly posted it on her Snapchat in the stories. So it's it's like 1230 a.m. I'm I'm snapping. I'm scrolling away. I'm like, what the fuck? All I see is pussy lips and titties. I'm like, oh, shit. So I, I messaged her. I'm like, yo, take these down. You probably posted these by mistake. But she didn't see it until about five hours later. So imagine all the motherfuckers that seen that shit and screenshotted that shit. But that's what the fuck I said. What the fuck is this? But that's what, that, like, that's what the fuck I said. There was a college friend, and it was late at night. And like I said, I believe she meant to send these titty and these pussy pics to a guy. 
but she mistakenly posted them on Snapchat and went to sleep. So my question was, you know, to the to some listeners out there, and, and I got a reply back that if you meant to send naughty pictures, X-rated pictures, you know, fucking sexy photos or whatever the fuck you call it to someone and you mistakenly posted it on social media, how would you feel? Because I'm going to say this shit right now. That's never happened to me. But had I meant to send X-rated pictures to somebody and I posted them shits online, like, ooh, that's that's embarrassing. The first thing I'm going to say is, oh. Oh, my God. Like, because, like, it's tough to come back from that, especially as, like, us men, we can kind of get over that shit, you know, because we're not judged the same way. But for a woman to post her pussy in her titties online, it's a double standard because the judgment comes about 10 times more as opposed to if it was a guy. But I got a reply from my girl, Tina, who I said I interviewed in episode 74, which you guys can find on Patreon. Follow my IG, Lunchroom Shatterpart. Click the link. You guys can become a monthly supporter on Patreon, man. You can support gener- like generally. You know, that's just if you just want to support to just say, you know what? Like, I thank you like for for your podcast, for like all the shit you talk about. It only costs $3 a month to support, you know, just regular on Patreon. If you guys want the bonus Zoom interviews, the Zoom content, it's $7 a month, man. That's it. But let me get into what my girl Tina said. This is what she said. Okay, John. So that has happened to me once where I did post some titty pics, nothing on my face though, that I meant to send to somebody else. And I was like, oh shit. I was lucky enough to notice it within the first five minutes and whatnot. But I honestly wouldn't even know what I do. I'd obviously look through like who screenshotted that shit um, (laughs) and just message them and request them to delete it. There's not really much you can do. I mean, to be honest, like, it's really not much you can do because, like she said, you know, you can check who screenshotted it on Snapchat and you can ask them to delete it. But, I mean, the chances of them deleting, it's not going to happen, especially if it's like a horny motherfucker out there, a horny man. This nigga probably going to jerk off to your pictures. I mean, you got to suck it up at that point. So, men, ladies out there, be careful, man. Like, be careful of what the fuck you do. Like, don't end up posting some shit online by mistake, you know, because it's it's late in the morning. You know, you horny, like, you know, you're trying to get your shit off. Be careful of what the fuck you do. That's all I'm going to say, man. But we're going to take a quick break. I want to I want to talk about this shit real quick. Now, white comedian Gary Owens. I spoke about this shit a couple weeks back where he is divorcing his black wife, Kenya Duke. Now. It. It came out today that she is asking for $44,000 a month in spousal support. Now, I'm going to tell you guys why that's some bullshit. Ladies, matter of fact, let's take a quick break, man. Give you guys a chance to get your anger set. Because, ladies, I'm going to say right now, in this topic, in this situation, I am not going to be on your side. $44,000 a month. That is too fucking much. That's too much because you are trying to live beyond your means. And if you are married to someone for for almost 20 years, 
the same situation with Dr. Dre and his wife. You have to use those those 20 years, over a decade, 15 years, however the fuck long you were married. You have to use that time to build something for yourself so that, you know, God forbid you divorce, God forbid you pass away, or God forbid, you know, their career takes a downward spiral. You have to have some foundation built up for you. Like you're already married to somebody rich, somebody wealthy. You have to use your time and maximize that time, you know, to build a foundation, to build a career for you. You got to take advantage of the resources that you have right there. But we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to get into some of these fucking details. But Kenya Duke, but we're going to boo you early, bitch. $44,000 a month. Shit. What more do you want from me? <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, man, to the LCP Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Now, before I jump into speaking about Kenya Duke, now, like I said, Kenya Duke, she wants $44,000 a month in child support from from comedian Gary Owens, excuse me. But I want to play the, um, I got two more voice messages that just came in in regards to have you ever leaked your nudes in the past on social media while trying to send them to someone or if that happened to you, what would you do? <laughs> I got two more replies, so we gonna jump into this shit real quick. Hold on. Here we go. If I ever posted my nudes online, you probably never ever see me on social media again. <laughs> the minimum, I'm deleting that account and creating something else. Like, hey, everybody, I don't know, I'm letting so, few select back in here. <laughs> But probably dropping off the face of the earth for like a couple of months at least. <laughs> Yo, like that is a hundred percent how I feel. But I can respect it from her because she's a woman. Like I said, people judge women differently on shit like this. Like me as a man, if I leak my nudes, I can bounce back from that. But as a woman, like if you leak, you know, your pussy, you know, your titties, or like a full blown ass naked picture. It's harder to bounce back from that because the common perception in the world is that, oh, you're a slut. When in reality, men do the same shit. Like it's men out here every day sending full ass naked pictures, you know, of they of their dick hard, full ass pictures. I mean, from head to toe, they ass naked. And it's okay. But when a man does it, it's okay. He's being masculine. But now, if a woman does it to somebody she's interested in, what do we say? Even women, oh, you're a slut. Now, do I think it's fair? Hell no. But that's the world we live in. And we have these these double standards in place for whatever the fuck reason. Most of it is in black culture. But let's dive into this next voicemail. Again, this is in response to have you ever leaked your news online? Or if you leaked your news online by mistake, what the fuck would you do? Um, almost leaking your nudes thing I, that almost happened to me years ago. Um, cause back then I had like a really shitty camera and Snapchat has like the filters and shit. Right. <laughs> so like it sent, but because I was able to like, un like it didn't post, but it almost got sent to somebody else. 
And, you know, luckily you can unsend it, but that shit was mortifying. Like, I logged out of the app. I turned the damn phone off. Like, let me just do a whole fucking power cycle type shit. (laughs) Like, mortifying. I would die. But then again, I have great boobs, so. No, no. Look, 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 lady, people, I'm, I'm not clapping because she says she has great boobs. That's not why I'm clapping. I'm clapping because she says she would die. Like, that's my fear. Like, if I took a picture of my dick, you know, trying to see if my dick got bigger or some shit, and I post that shit on Snapchat, oh, my God. Even as a man, I would be fucking, I, I would be fucking mortified to have my dick on Snapchat. Like, like I don't think this is what Yo Gotti mean, meant when he said Snapchat me that pussy hoe. He didn't say Snapchat me that dick. That's not what the fuck he meant. But speaking of somebody who mean what they mean, Kenya Duke. Now, like I said, she is seeking spousal support from Gary Owens in the amount of $44,000. And like I said, like I, like now there are some instances where, yes, I believe that the woman should be able to seek the amount she's seeking, but based on how long you have been married to someone who is famous, I feel like you didn't maximize your time wisely. Like you didn't use the time you were married to this person, you know, to build your own kind of resources. Now, according to TMZ, Kenya is looking for spousal support for $44,000 a month, claiming in legal documents it's the same amount he would normally deposit into her account to spend how she see fit. Now, bitch, if you're divorcing him, like, I don't, I don't believe you should continue to spend the amount he would give you had you guys stay married. Like, that's, like, I hate when, like, it seems as if marriage is like a money ploy for the woman. Now, again, let me, let me repeat this shit. She is claiming in legal documents that it's the same amount he would normally deposit into her account to spend how she see fit. So... What that is telling me is that, okay, you guys were married. You know, he was giving you a set amount to spend every month. Now, you guys are getting a divorce, but you want to continue to live that same lifestyle as if you guys were still married. Like, this is what people say when they say it's cheaper to keep her. Because what what more do you want from me? (laughs) What more do you want from this motherfucker, man? It says um, in the documents, Kenya also claims that she left her own career to support Gary's dreams, leaving her no choice but to request spousal support following filing for divorce. Bruh. Booty bitch. I just spoke about this shit a couple weeks back when I spoke about women not using their time while being married to grow a fucking business. Like Gary Owens' career has been as a comedian and as a like a part-time actor for over a decade. They had their own reality show. So you left your own career and his career ended up flourishing over a decade ago. So within that 10 year, 12 year time span, you didn't build a fucking business. Like I love using Steph Curry and Aisha Curry as an example, because in that relationship, like we know who the fuck makes the most money is Steph Curry. But Aisha Curry, she didn't sit around on her fucking ass and just milk his money. 
You know, she started her own cooking show. You know, she sells cooking items, whether it be appliances, pots. Like, she sells great shit. That is That really makes a lot of money. Like I said, she had her own cooking show on the cooking channel. Like, she was building her fucking business by herself. She does speaking engagements outside of Steph Curry. Like, she be on her shit. Like I said, if you are married to somebody who is a millionaire, somebody who is wealthy, and you don't use that time to build your own shit, like that person can die. That means the loss of income and the money's gone. It's no more income coming in. Somebody can just cheat. They can leave you. They can divorce. And if you sit there and waste decades away and not build your own shit because you are 100% reliant on that person keeping you, you know, surviving, like what the fuck you think going to happen? So, like, I love when I see people like Aisha Curry and many others out here who are married to somebody who is wealthy and they choose to use that time. You know, you can still help your spouse while still helping yourself. She said he gave her $44,000 a month to spend how she see fit. That is more than enough money time after time again to invest in yourself to build the brand to build the business and help it flourish again that is what she said so let's say for example that that was true if he gave you $44,000 a month for a year that's 520 that's a half a million dollars bitch like that is well more than enough of what you need to build a business to flourish for yourself It's motherfuckers out here who build businesses every fucking day for less than that. Like, I built this podcast up for way less than half a million dollars. And the fact that you have the the finances, you have those resources, and you didn't build that shit up, you didn't build the fucking business, so now you guys are divorcing, and you want to still have the same amount coming in as if when, when you guys were married? Get the fuck, that's bullshit. And that shit, I will not. Let's boot this bitch one. I, I don't co-sign that shit. I don't co-sign that shit, man. And why the fuck is this nigga Derek Jackson still talking? Like I spoke about this nigga a couple weeks back on the episode. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. This nigga is still out here. This motherfucker is still reposting his relationship fucking advice. Let me play what the fuck he said. This motherfucker is still trying to become a fucking relationship guru. Nigga, go fix your home with your wife, bitch. Disrespecting you. First off, let me be clear. When a guy disrespects you, it's because he's disrespectful. But there is a reason why he may feel comfortable disrespecting, neglecting, mistreating, um, lying to, being complacent with you. And that's only because he doesn't respect your absence. I've noticed is when it comes to this whole concept of respecting absence or man respecting your potential absence, a lot of women mistake that as make them fear your absence. Like act like you're going to leave, tell them you're going to leave, threaten to leave, et cetera, et cetera. No, fear comes and goes, but real respect that stays and the respecting your absence is directly correlated to the value of your presence. There's three ways to get that done. The first way is to stop giving unconditional love, meaning you'll always love this man. I mean, what he's saying ain't, ain't, it's not, it's not a lie. It's true. But sometimes the messenger, you know, the messenger goes a long way. So he's saying a lot of shit that, you know, I'm not going to say he's wrong in what he's saying. But like I said, with the whole scandal he had, like sometimes when you say shit, like he's not the person to say this shit right now. After everything that went on with Denia Jackson, 
Nah, that ain't it. But something else that is not it, like New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. These motherfuckers is out here trying to encourage more people to get vaccinated for the COVID vaccine. And he had a press conference where he said, if you get vaccinated, you get a full burger and fries in a drink from Shake Shack. That's a Buddhist bitch. Like, I still have not got vaccinated yet, and I live in Atlanta. Now, to try to, like, I feel like it is, it's fucking stupid to tell someone, if you get vaccinated, you can go get a free fucking meal. Like, that, it comes across as insensitive to the people out there who are worried about their health. Because, like I said, we've, we've seen this in the past where they've used vaccines and come to find out the shit was deadly, the shit was harmful. And, you know, the fact that everything now with COVID vaccines, like, it's so much information being spread on the fly. Like, on Monday, the CDC says this. On Wednesday, they say something else. On Friday, they say a whole nother shit. So, we don't know right now what's true, what's not true. So, like, I'm not gonna, I, I ain't gonna lie to you motherfuckers, man. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna get the vaccine yet. I'm not saying it's impossible. But right now... I don't think I want the COVID vaccine, man. But um, my guy, rapper T Grizzly, he said yesterday that he believes that rappers should get life insurance and they should make a will. And I 1000% agree. This is what rapper T Grizzly said. As rappers, as successful black men from the trenches, bro, we're the number one target and we're the least prepared. You feel me? So I feel like everybody should have life insurance, bro. I need everybody to go get life insurance if you ain't got it. If you got kids, I need you to get a wheel set up, bro, for your kids, bro. So God forbid anything happen, but if anything happen, your people ain't bold after you gone because you wouldn't prepare. You ain't had together, bro. You know what I'm saying? We the number one target. We the least prepared, bro. I need us to get on top of it. We get life insurance. We need to get our wheels right so the next generation don't have to go as hard as we did and have to go through everything we did. You feel me? Leave some comments on this page, man. If you clap it up a thousand fucking percent, man. Like we've seen this shit time after time again with um who got killed last year it was um other year was Nipsey Hussle. I don't know if Nipsey Hussle had a will, but I know Pop Smoke, he was only twenty. Like like I doubt this motherfucker had a, a will at twenty. Cause like one thing that pains me is when I see not even just rappers and you know, you know, like musicians. Like when I see actors and you know actresses that pass away, and they end up needing a fucking GoFundMe to pay for their fucking funeral. So you mean to tell me all these fucking years you was acting, you was doing all this shit in entertainment? Now I know that people don't make the amount of money that we think they make, but when you are in a the entertainment world for over a decade and you pass away, and you need a fucking GoFundMe, you need a GoFundMe. To pay for your funeral order, you know, to make sure your kids are in place. That's some crazy shit, man. But, like, I'm trying to see what the fuck is going on. Like, what the fuck is going on in the situation with Portia? Like, I keep hearing this shit about Portia being engaged to somebody, to somebody's man. But the man was engaged to Portia's friend in the past. I think, like, I don't know the fucking story. I think this man was um in a relationship with was it Nene? Like 
like I don't even want to get into the shit right now because I don't know the full details of the fucking story, but I know the gist of it. I believe that, well, the story, I think that Portia was friends with somebody and that person was dating a man. Now, I believe that they broke up or whatever the fuck happened and Portia ended up seeing this man and is now engaged to him. <laughs> that is some funny shit. Now, I spoke about this. I forgot which episode I spoke about this shit on. The fact that Ladies, you got to be careful bringing your man around other women. Because sometimes you may think you have a good man, a man that has immense potential. But if you bring him around, oh, I spoke about this shit when I spoke about um, men, about having your man pay for bills, you know, or paying like restaurant bills or having men, you know, buy your, your best friend shit if they can't afford something. Like, for example, if you go out to eat, you know, with you and your homegirl and your man is there and you have your man cover the whole tab as a way to brag and say, look, my man got it. Like women see that shit. So if your friends are dating losers, your friends are dating men out there who may not have the financial stability that you have because your man is on top of his shit. Women see that. And you know what? Your man becomes a target. Now, let me let me let me backtrack. Yes, a man can be a target. But if he is in a relationship, he should still say no in regard to seeing other women. But sometimes that shit not going to happen. It's not. Let's keep it 100. That shit not going to happen. You know, it's it's hard out here sometimes for, for a nigga. It's hard out here for a motherfucker. It's hard out here, man. It's hard out here for a nigga. It's hard out here for, you know. So for any of you here that think that you know it's okay to bring your good your, like your nigga out here that's doing good shit and bring him around all your fucking thirsty homegirls who may not have had a real nigga their whole life let me not say nigga who may not have had a grown man their whole like, like they don't even know like what a grown man looks like but your man might be a grown man. Now you bring him around, showing him off and shit, speaking about him. Oh my, I got the best man. My man pays this. My man pays that. Like this is the kind of, like you letting your friends know, my man is the catch. And a lot of you motherfuckers out here, y'all got about 30 best friends. Oh, my bestie, my bestie, my bestie, my bestie, my bestie. Now, all them motherfuckers ain't your friends. So when you let all these homegirls know that you think is your besties and brag about how good your man is. Your man is now their target. So now some of them go behind your back. Hey, how you doing, Tyrone? I was just checking on you today. Like they start planting little fucking seeds in his head to let him know. Look, I see you, nigga. I am interested in you. So when you get done with this bitch, I'm here. And at that point, again, a man should say no. But it's tough sometimes. I'm not gonna lie, it's tough. Like as a man, like these are like these are her homegirls. Like people that she is around 24-7. So like you can say no, but these are women, they're not going nowhere. And now, depending on how long she knew them, you can let her know, hey, look, you know your girl, your um, your girl Tisha, you know, she coming at me wrong. I don't really like it. Now, if she known this homegirl 15, 20 years. Like, she's not going to cut her off because of you. Now, some will. You know, those are the women who I believe are 
the great ones, the ones that will do any and everything for the relationship. Let me clap it up for them motherfuckers, man. Now, the TV show The Game is coming back again on Paramount Plus. Like, how many times they gonna bring this fucking show back? The Game? Like, I remember watching The Game when it was on CW. That was my shit. But once it got the BT, the shit got too Maury-like. This motherfucker, Darren, what's his name? Darren Davis or Ding Ding? Ding Dong, Ding Dong Ditch? Whatever the fuck this motherfucker's name was. This nigga started getting bitches pregnant and shit. I'm like, bro, uh, okay, so we doing this ghetto shit. So after that, I stopped watching, man. But <laughs> I'm just happy to have you guys back on the podcast. I'm happy to have you guys back. I'm happy to be back on streaming. Like I said, taking a week off, I was like, shit. It was exhausting, man. But um, I needed that. I needed that convo with my girl, Tina. Also, which you guys can find, again, on Patreon. Follow the IG, Lunchroom Chatterpod. You know, and... Become a listener on Patreon, man. Like I said, I got bonus episodes, bonus videos, you know, bonus content dropping on Patreon this month, next month, in the following months. But um, I also had to get my own mental health right because a couple years back, I used to work in Athens, Georgia. Now, um, I worked at a behavioral school called Rutland Academy. It's a school. It was like a alternative school for those with, you know, with mental conditions or just bad behavior problems. And it was the child named Marquise. He was 11 at the time. You know, like I went above and beyond to try to help this individual above and beyond. But the other day I was watching the news and like, I normally do not watch the news at 10 o'clock. I just don't, but you know, I live near Atlanta right now, but I, I seen a story. It said, um, 15 year old teen arrested. In Athens, Georgia, for killing a 38-year-old man. You know, police have Marquise in custody. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Now, it's about, it could be like a thousand Marquise in Athens, Georgia. But when I heard the story, I'm like, whoa, Marquise in Athens. Okay, when I worked there, he was 11. That was about four years ago. So after the story went off on um, Fox News Atlanta, I went straight to Google. Now, I kind of find out it's the same Marquise that I was um, working with four years ago. He's now 15 years old. He was charged as an adult. Now, again, hold on. Before I even get into this shit, RIP to the guy who lost his life. I believe his name was Carlos. He was 38 years old. Now, Marquise was disrespectful, he didn't have no manners. You know, he he acted on impulse. Like he had some mental um some mental shit going on. Now the story that the police said that witnesses said that Marquise got into it with a 15 year old girl. Now the girl's dad, the girl's dad came over, you know, to try and I guess talk to Marquise or he was mad about the situation. Now I don't know what the fuck happened between 15 year old Marquise and the man's daughter. But when the father got over there, he was shot dead by Marquise. Again, this is a 15-year-old child who threw his life away. Now he lived in Clark Garden Apartments. That that's not the best, that's not the best neighborhood at all. There's a lot of hood shit, a lot of ghetto shit that happened there, but and it hurt, man. Like when I seen that story, like I just I had to take a break, man. A 15-year-old child, like who I tried to help, I tried to get the school to help. 
motherfuckers didn't want to help, man. And to see him throw his life away at 15, being charged as an adult with, you know, with gun possession, felony murder. That's tough, man. It's tough. And like it weighed, like shit like that weighs a lot on my mental health. But I want to play you guys the quick news clip. man. Newsroom, Athens, Clark County police say they are looking for a 15-year-old boy in connection to a murder. Last night, police were called to a shooting on Carriage Court and found 38-year-old Carlos Harper on the ground with gunshot wounds. He later died at the hospital. Police say they have now secured warrants for Marquise Malcolm, including one for felony murder. Since giving temptations parade. Now, the day after that, you know, thank God he turned himself in, but... Like, it pains me, man, when I see youth, when I see young individuals who are young throw their fucking lives away. Because I've seen that shit my whole life growing up in the project in the Bronx, New York. Like, growing up and see kids as young as 12 and 13 throw their lives away because they get caught up in the streets. It's tough, man. So I had to take a break to get my own mental health right. So I figured having that conversation with my girl Tina about life, about Black Lives Matter, about abusive relationships, about things in general... It played a big part in me getting my mind right because, like I said, as men, we are looked at like all the time to be strong. But sometimes we are not okay because we see the same news that y'all see. So it is okay, you know, if you're a woman out there and you got a boyfriend, you got a husband, check on his mental health as well. Like, don't think because my man is my man, he's supposed to be okay 24-7 because he has his days too. But my guy Marlon Craft, man, he released a new project called Space. Now I love this motherfucker, man. You know, he always talk about his battles with with depression, with anxiety. And this whole project, to me, it came off as like audio therapy. He was talking about his depression, his anxiety. You know, just this shit is fucking dope. But um, I want to end this podcast with a song called Can't Call It. This is my guy, Marlon Craft, off his brand new project, Space. in a generation where only commas getting exclamation try to keep my mental patient i'm a mental patient though i ain't hesitating no wish i would though yeah feeling hurt i don't know the origin that be the worst let's just keep on pouring see who feel it first that's how whiskey and relationships and feelings work i know how i feel yeah that ain't who i am no i've been looking back yeah trying to understand yeah i wish i could cry but y'all made me a man yeah. So I just wonder why yeah. I be the way I am yeah. Therapists say I got trauma yeah. Managers say I need commas yeah. I just really think I need solace Some days wish I ain't make all these promises I go for drinks every night that I don't want At what point am I an alcoholic? Say what you all want But my whole childhood, bitch, I was a target And I can't call it, yeah when I was 11, got robbed, now my man's pop. Since then, I knew I was alone at the end of the day. Knew it's only me, and I couldn't truly count on shit. That's real. Got a girl I'm so in love with. 
But I'm afraid to be her everything Guess that's why I always joke about wedding rings Cause I'm afraid I'm unlovable in the long run Broken clocks are right twice a day So twice a day I feel present Looking for love amongst likes and faves Tell me how I'm supposed to find friendship I'ma stop giving my two cents No matter what they go with consensus I just want someone to say I see you and mean it Is that too intensive? I ain't paid rent to my mind in a long time I think it's time to go offline I've been having a hard time I ain't got no metaphor there, that's just real shit saying right things at the wrong time At least I wanna be better than I was I used to think like I better be discussed Now I won't just be, I ain't settling for buzz I know how I feel That ain't who I am No, I've been looking back Trying to understand I wish I could cry But y'all made me a man So I just wonder why I be the way I am Piss say I got trauma. Yeah. Managers say I need commas. Yeah. I just really think I need solace. Some days wish I ain't make all these promises. I go for drinks every night that I don't want. At what point am I an alcoholic? Say what you all want, but my whole childhood, bitch, I was a target, and I can't call it. And that is my guy, Marlon Craft. That is can't call it off his new project, Space Man. And- before I end this shit, Damson Idris, you know, that's the motherfucker who played Franklin on Snowfall. I seen a video where he said he is the leader of the dark skin men. No, you ain't, motherfucker. I'm the leader. I know you darker than me. I know you got the money. I know you got the acting skills. But nigga, no. I'm the leader of the dark skin motherfuckers out here. No. I'm the top three self-proclaimed sexiest motherfucker alive. You ain't taking my space, nigga. Fuck out of here with that shit. I'm the sexy motherfucker out here. Thank you, Arch. Fuck out of here. <laughs> nah, shout out my goddamn and Idris, a talented actor. I love you, bro. We out there, bitch. <laughs>